Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome to this quantum conversation. We are here with a high vibrational teacher who's here to talk about the timelines and dimensions. And she works with the light codes of creation of the Elohim. Maria Forrest is here with us. Let's welcome her to this beautiful show. Hi, Maria. Hi, Lauren. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for the invitation. This is really fascinating, the codes of creation of the Elohim and our heart and how we're connected to nature and what that's all about. We're going to talk all about it, but first I want to talk about you. You grew up in Africa, wild Africa. Share that story with us, which led to your awakening. Um, I was born in the, uh, my father was a game ranger. So I was born and lived in the in the game, well, yeah, in the game reserves in northern Zililand. And um, as such, you know, grew up with the wild animals, no electricity. We had a generator for a couple of hours in the evenings. And it was a very wild and free um, connecting, I would say, childhood. I did have a trauma and, um, well, a couple of traumas which led me to choose to leave. So um, when I was just a month under five years old, I drowned. And I think that's what opened the connection up for me in retrospect. And then it was only really when I started to process that trauma later on in life that I started to deepen the connection through the pain body, through grounding the pain body and um, allowing my light to embody. So that was uh, a near-death experience. Correct, yes. <laughs> So you said one month and five years old, so you were five years old? I was one month short of five years old, yeah. One month short of five years old. Do you recall, you said that you processed it later in life, did you recall that experience of a near-death experience consciously, like some people remember? Or um, Yes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I went through the death process. You know, you go, I think it's the same, whether you do it slowly or whether you do it quickly. I think it's potentially the same for everybody, right? You have to go through all the emotions of um, of surrender. And so I, I redid that a few times so that I, I, I lost the fear of it. I don't know if you ever really lose the fear of it, but, um, you know, going and then just the hardest part was exiting the body. So, um that's where the resistance is because we, that's the fears to leave the body. And I don't really astral travel as a result of it, because I think I have that. Well, I haven't up to now, although I potentially could now, because I don't have that fear anymore of not, you know, I've processed um, the leaving. Cause I, for the, what happens is when you have a trauma, you magnetize equal vibrations. So whether those characters are seen or unseen. So if it's seen, then it would be in the patterns of your existence, right? On the earth plane materialized, but in the unseen world, you magnetize those characters, spirits from the lower astral planes, which have had similar traumas to you. And then they stay with you. So I had, you know, a, bunch of people well a few four women that were with me always trying to convince me that that the best thing to do would be to leave again and it was only really once I started to understand the timelines and dimensions and characters and archetypes and patterns of creation that I really started to to, to deal with it and then I confronted them and said look I'm not leaving I have a purpose I'm here and I'm coming to complete it so do you mean that the four beings there they were from the lower lower astral world yeah, well, trauma is a lower frequency, right? So, yeah. Wow, fascinating. Fascinating. At what age did you really reckon with this trauma? I think it's been a lifelong process, <laughs> right? We, we keep deepening into our suffering until such time as we um, embody the light that shines on all the darkness and then are able to become crystalline, Christ-aligned, yeah. Well, we're going to have a fascinating conversation because there's questions 
that just you describing this experience and now your understanding of the codes of creation of the Elohim. So tell us more about the codes of creation with the Elohim. So my understanding, and I just share always from my own experience, so it's not the truth, it's just my truth. <laughs> um, there are sounds, I was witness to the creation of the earth with the avatars, and those sounds of the original creation, um, you know, I can remember. But if you take those sounds, which is really the light threads moving into patterns of the original structure and design of the earth, if you take those sounds and you break them into actual, with consonants, with um, with that's the codes, then they become words. I mean, I suppose if you had to loosely translate it, form comes into being through the elements, earth, water, air, and fire. So the elements and the Elohim create form under the guidance of the Devic kingdom, but with the elemental kingdom. So the elemental kingdom are the nature spirits. If you look at the light of the Elohim, because the light of creation is available to all creator beings, but the light of the Elohim, it's very specific. It has the characters of the elemental kingdom or the nature spirits in it. It's not just the, pat the patterns, the structure of the, of the light of whatever creator is creating. And we call, that's why we call the light of the Elohim or the light of our creator's heart as seen in Mother Nature. We call it the Holy Spirit. You work with these codes. You can help people work with these codes. What's going on there? Well, the codes, you know, everything's like an underlying program before form comes into being. So the translation of it would be if you take earth to be the physical body, water is the emotional body, air is the mental body, and fire is the spirit body. This is also the cross and the circle, our earth symbol. So what we need to do, we call these the lower four bodies. We need to bring those four bodies into balance, so the cross and the circle. And then this circle of light is, if you imagine a circle of light around you as a tube of light, it would be what we call your light stream. So what we're needing to do is to balance the lower four bodies that you come into vertical alignment. And that would be the element ether, the light of the soul. Once you're in vertical alignment, we can align the timelines and dimensions, which are like circles and cycles. Imagine cogs in different frequencies of light. So they are all at different layers and levels of vertical alignment. Then what we do is the ones that have the same patterns in them and the same frequencies, we push them into the light stream. And then we're able to clear the patterns. I'm able to clear the patterns through all time and space of your consciousness because it's all now. So if you're stuck in, you know, 12, 14 being hung and you're still now afraid of you know judgment or whatever or you're in the dungeon if, an, if we take an archetypal story say now you are working for the king you betray the king which is the self-empowered aspect of um you know your consciousness and you're now in the dungeon suffering so often in terms of even the archetypal stories that we play that play out i would have to go and fetch you in the dungeon in 1214 where you have betrayed the king your own self that self-empowered aspect of you your consciousness um, okay, so to take it a little bit deeper, if, you, if the soul came to the planet to learn, everything is a mirror. It sees itself in the mirror. So we have the archetypal stories of creation as keys to the creational process, but actually everything you're seeing, the patterns of your creation and what you're learning from, you're seeing in the mirror. What do you see then as you're doing this process? And, and we'll get to a point here where we can do a little process with you as well. Okay, that'd be wonderful. But what are you seeing as you're assisting people with this? Do you have a, that clairvoyance or clairaudience or a sensing? Um, well, because I have the codes, what I do is I become the consciousness of that which is. All right. And then I unlock that consciousness. If it's a distortion, which is a darkness, I use the same process as the plants because I'm an elemental, right? So I, I use photosynthesis and I dissolve it into the dark, which is very dark and guttural, the sounds of it. But I process it through the body and, and then dissolve it into the light. And then I unlock the consciousness, always returning in those, those spaces, the light. So, um, so for example, the God name Yahweh, if I had to um, sing it, the codes of it. Okay, let me see if I can do it. <laughs> so I'm going to give you the code and then I'm going to push it into the threads of light of the Elohim. So you can, sorry, of the avatar so that you can see the difference. So the God name Yahweh, so Y-H-W-H or Yahde Vade is. Um, and this, of course, is. 
in the blueprint design of each soul signature, which is each individual, it's different for what that person needs or what that circumstance needs. It's different. So it changes. The codes change all the time. Yeah, 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 so you can hear the difference between the codes and the sounds of creation so the one the avatar sounds are actually far more pure because they so if you had to take it in terms of form itself it would be the rocks of the earth because that's they're the most dense they're the most solidified so it's at its densest form in other words i'd like you to explain more about the sound of the avatars what do you mean by this? Can you describe the avatars and, and the difference between the light of the Elohim and the codes? So the avatars are the creators of this universe. Um, and when I look into the unconscious of a person, so if I was looking into the physical body, because I work through earth, water, air, and fire, earth is the physical body, right? So I would look over, literally look over the sands of time. If if there was a life force that is sitting on the person or interfering with the person that is separate from them, a life, your life force looks as a serpent energy because it's Kundalini, right? And there are laws around it. So I follow the laws of the, of the universe with this, these energies. Then I would see over the sands of time, as I'm looking through all of consciousness, through all of the physical body, I would see a serpent lying on the sands of time. If it was in the body materializing as an interference or as a distortion, then I would look if it's got red eyes, a demon in it, or so on. If it was in the mental body, it would be in the air. If I have to go into the unconscious and dig around in the unconscious, I'm in the night sky. Because when we're conscious, it's daytime. And when it's unconscious, it's the nighttime. It's night sky. And then I'm looking at the blueprint of creation, which is really your universe is the stars. How your universe is seen to you depends on the position that you landed on the earth plane in relation to your universe, to the stars. So it's the moment you were born and physically incarnated, and that's what we call astrology, right? You have quite a gift, quite an ability that allows you to see this, and you can look into people's consciousness. And you work with people. We're going to talk about ways that people can work with you. You do group settings, group um, teachings, where you're helping to recode or bring light in or to align one inside. What do you think are some of the patterns then? Like you, already, you mentioned the Kundalini and the laws around the Kundalini. And do people ever get freaked out when you describe what you're seeing or what do you see um, in addition to this? Well, sometimes I see archetypal stories and that's much healthier for me than to see, for example, somebody who's been sexually abused, you know, so I would see, I get clues to it, right? Because otherwise it's also very traumatic for me because I become the consciousness of the abuse. So, and I think that, you know, you asked me about the patterns. I think the one I'd like to share the most would be, um, would be disempowerment really, because empowerment, if you take the you know, what is empowerment? Well, the archetypes of empowerment are the king and the queen, because our house in our consciousness that is most empowered is the castle, the castle of our consciousness. There's even a book written about it by Therese of Aville. And if we are going to, the castle belongs to the kingdom. So if we are going to, to land the kingdoms of heaven, we need to be self-empowered. We need to have the king, queen archetype within us. We have all the characters in us, of course. We have all of them. And each one has its own purpose as well. Um, and we study all of them, you know, but um, so I think the pattern I see the most is disempowerment, whether it be, you know, just through my own learnings that I've chosen to learn in those schools, but I see a lot of addiction, sexual abuse, um, you know, disempowerment to patterns that are uh, interfering, interfere. Yeah, I, yeah, there's, there's, there's a lot there. Just to keep in mind, though, that your how do you know what your divine nature is? Well, the landscapes of Mother Earth and all your lifetimes on her, wherever you've incarnated, are the landscapes of your consciousness. So I'm always, when I look at you, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at the landscapes of your consciousness. So it's like looking at Mother Earth. Different parts of the, your body are different parts of Mother Earth. There is no separation between you and Mother Earth, the heart of the creator in materialized form. We are nature. We are nature. You said a lot there. 
all of the characters are these the archetypal characters can you expand on that Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think um, the ones that come up the most for me, which should uh, I would mention, would be um, the part of yourself that you trust the most would be the little girl. She's under the karmic age of seven. She wears a white dress of purity and innocence, and she's magical. So when you feel into your little girl, she needs, you know, that relationship is very important. The little boy, he gives you what you need. I often see him with his ladder, which is Jacob's ladder, the DNA, leaning against the moon. The moon shines light into the night sky, the unconscious. So he goes into the starry night sky to bring back the patterns of your creation to give you what you need. Then you have all the other characters. You have the magician. He's wonderful. He's a, he's a magician. He can, you know, create, but he has an ace up his sleeve. How, how trustworthy is he? <laughs> he's an entertainer. He loves to entertain. He's charming. He's, um, he can pull a dove out of a hat, which is peace. He can pull a bunny out of a hat, which is birthing new consciousness. He can pull rainbows of light from his pocket in colors of, you know, the chakras. But don't forget, he's got an ace up his sleeve. If you look at the relationships between the characters, that's often what's playing out in the person's story. So if the little girl and the father, who would be the king, empowerment and trust, because the little girl is the part of yourself that you trust, that relationship is now important. So all the characters in your consciousness, no matter what they are, whether also, I mean, we have, you know, the one that betrays, <laughs> you have that whole side of things as well, the shady characters. Um, but the ones that are most important at the moment that come up over and over again are the little girl, because we need to trust ourselves because we've made a bit of a mess <laughs> and as individuals and as a collective and, um, and self-empowerment to empower ourselves, to know that we can create the new earth. This would be a great time to talk more about the course that you teach and what that's all about. It's limited to 12 people at a time. So you can work with the individuals Tell us what's going on there. So when I do individual sessions, I go into your consciousness and then I bring into from the unconscious into consciousness that which needs attention, right? And it shouldn't be anything you don't know unless I'm going very deep and you haven't done a lot of work. Um, in the group, you get to do the work, <laughs> which is really great for me because... I've been studying with, you know, all your, the student is the teacher. So I've been studying with all my students for quite a few years now. And um, in the group work, what happens is I, I tell them what we're going to do. And this, this, the group that I'm doing at the moment is really an overview of consciousness so that you can go in and see what comes up for you. And, um, and then I do an analysis. I, I, so I'll sing, I'll tell you what we're going to do. And then I'll sing and you'll go inward. Some people get a feeling, some people get a vision, some people get a sound, you know, and whether you get one small vision or whether you get a whole entire story that looks like a movie, it doesn't matter because it, you get what you need. <laughs> and then I will, we'll talk about it and I'll, I'll explain what it means. And um, often, you know, like the first sort of half of the course is a lot of clearing because we need to create space for the new earth patterns to come in and your gifts, because every person, every soul has their own unique gifts. And then the second half of the course is really I, I shouldn't really say that because they are, we always, wherever we clear, we always bring the light in. But the second half of the course is more about embodying the, the new earth patterns, your gifts, and what you bring, your puzzle piece to the whole. Okay, that sounds fascinating. I wonder if you could take us on a little journey right now so we can hear more of the singing of the codes, the sounds of the avatars. Well, I think the best thing to do is, because um, I was giving it some thought, is um, to first show you how I align myself every day in the space-time continuum. Yes. So um, how I use, you know, how I use uh, what I do to do that. And then, and that normally takes, you know, a few minutes, a bit more than five minutes. And then, um, and then I, I don't know what will arrive because I'm a medium. <laughs> So then I will do, I will sing and then we'll see what arrives. So um, I don't know. I have to wait and see. All right. <laughs> so uh, excuse me if I'm spitting because I just, because I pick stuff up as well. So sorry, I apologize. <laughs> All right. All right. So I think um, let's just do a little bit of grounding first and aligning so that uh, you can come into the center of the heart. So taking a couple of deep breaths into the body, consciously relaxing the body. 
and letting go of all that is no longer needed in this now moment. So on the next out breath, let go. Let go. Let great spirit, the universe, the laws of time and space, our creator, source. <laughs> and then coming into the heart. Hello, my heart, I'm here. I welcome all that I am. I am all that I am. As we welcome all those beings from on high, the highest and the holiest of the Christed light, the Christ-aligned, crystalline light that love us unconditionally and will be present in this moment. And here you can invite who you'd like to invite. I'm going to invite my master teachers and guides, so your master teachers and guides. I will invite the people that I work with, but feel free to invite who you'd like to, the star nations. the angelic and archangelic kingdoms who hold us in prayer and song always. The Elohim, the mighty Elohim, who bring form into being through the elements, earth, water, air, and fire, where earth is the, the, earth is the physical body, water is the emotional body, air is the mental body, and fire is the spirit body. They do this under the guidance of the Devic kingdom and the elemental kingdom. I use the codes of creation to unlock distorted patterns and return the blueprint of creation in case that should happen. <laughs> and then we welcome the avatars, the creators of this universe. Pushing the light threads, this is with the sounds of creation, pushing the light threads into the original designs and of the structure of the earth herself, seen in its most dense form in the mountains. That's why we call them the mountains of wisdom. So let us begin with I'm Earth, if you can imagine growing some roots from your feet. And dropping a grounding cord, any color of your choice, from your sacral chakra into the heart of Mother Earth. I am water, the emotional body. Hello, my heart, how are you? See if you can find a, a word for the feeling in your heart. This brings you into presence, into this now moment. As I connect you into the song lines of the whales and the dolphins, this is the light of the great spirit, the Mahatma. I am air, the mind, the mental body, the breath of life and connection, breathing into the heart, connecting into the heart. This is the center of the cross and the circle, our earth symbol. Within your heart are all of your lifetimes. And those experiences hold your wisdom and bring your truth, your unique perspective to the whole, to the one. It is within your heart that the answers to your questions, to your prayers lay. To become a disciple of the heart, the word discipline comes from the word disciple. One needs the discipline to be aware, conscious of breathing and connecting into the heart. If you feel into the air outside, around the body, this is universal or collective consciousness. And here anything can be accessed. Here the mind runs untrained. So consciously breathing and connecting into your heart. Here I am. And then I am fire, the spirit body. I welcome more of my spirit into embodiment, bringing balance to the four bodies. So these are the lower four bodies. It's the horizontal connection. Now we move into vertical alignment. So feel into the circle of light around you, this tube of light that we call your light stream. This is the element ether. I welcome the light of my soul. And with this, we welcome the great spirits of the four directions who are holding your light stream within the space-time continuum. This is your compass, your true north. That moment you landed on the earth plane in your position in relation to the stars, to your universe. Welcome, great spirit of the north. Welcome, great spirit of the south. Welcome, great spirit of the west. And welcome, great spirit of the east. 
And we welcome the four archangels of the directions who are assisting with higher levels of light connection and following the law of as high as you go is as low as you go. This is deepening your roots, grounding you into this plane of existence. Welcome Archangel Raphael with the kingdoms of heaven. Archangel Miguel, protection with grounding. As your light embodies, his legions of light bring protection to you. Archangel Gabriel, connectivity, golden spirals of heartfelt light connection to all that you are. And Archangel Uriel, remembrance, the knowing of self. And knowing that your light streams forth from the heart of the creator or the heart of creation, where you were originally intended with a purpose. It holds your soul signature frequencies unique to you, immeasurable for your ever expanding and incomparable in your magnificence, flowing through all time and space, coming into our universe, passing through the 12 sons of God, the closest sun in our solar system. And then this light of God that you are flows around through and in you, it is you. It flows through this beautiful living organism, this gift from Mother Earth, your body, and continues to flow into her heart. And knowing that Mother Earth's heart, your heart, and the heart of the creator, one heart. There's no separation. As you stand on Mother Earth, she's your teacher. The many places that you've lived, her landscapes, are the landscapes of your consciousness. You know the stillness of the desert. You've lived there many lives. You know the warm embrace of the forest with a cacophony of sounds of the birds, the nature spirits, the creatures. It's canopy of green leaves, the green of the heart chakra, mother nature, your divine nature. You know the wild emotions of the oceans, the ocean with shifting tides and currents. And you know the wisdom of the mountains, for you too have a wise sage in the cave of your heart that holds who holds your book of knowledge. You know how to metamorphosize. You are the butterfly. You know how to trust when you're in free fall. You are the waterfall connected to the flow of your life, the river of life. And you know how to rebalance yourself after a storm to the dawning of a new day where you have clarity and understanding. You know these things because you've learned them from Mother Earth, our teacher, as you stand upon her, there's no separation. She floats in a night sky on the patterns of creation, where the light and the design of the stars are the design of your universe. So feeling into your heart. Hello, my heart, I'm here. I welcome all that I am. I am all that I am. So, um, I'll sing a song and then we'll see what comes up. <clears throat> I hope I'll be able to interpret correctly. So, um, yeah, I work with my hands as well. I don't, I'm so used to doing it on my own. All right. Saya jaya dayan, daya jiki ayan, daya daya ayan, jiki ayan daya, ho jiti ayan, jiki ayan daya, ho jaya ayan, jiki ayan daya, ho ya daya ayan, jiki ayan daya, ho yan jan jiki ayan dan daya. I'm in the heart chakra over the sands of time. So looking through the earth herself and before me is the horizon with a sun. It could be the setting or the rising sun. So the ends and completion, west and east. Completion, new beginnings, which is the first and second dimension. 
upon which all the other dimensions follow. The ocean into the emotional body. Going out through past the blue skies into the night sky, the unconscious. Opening pathways. Okay, there's an island before me across it in the ocean, and there is a portal of um, light. So these, this portal is to just in your heart, imagine that you are seeing this big rock. It's sort of um, gothic shaped, you know, that arched shape, like a doorway. And I suspect I'm going to bring some codings in. You can hear this is the, the blueprint of creation, the God name Yahweh. Yo yo Western East Coast are together. I'll give you the teaching just now about it, which is the first and second dimension. Completion, new beginnings for those that are calling this in. Aligning to your heart. ending with the pink of the sunset and sunrise so this is very important the coloring it is loving compassion 
If you look at the colors of the sunrise and sunset or the sunset and sunrise, completion and new beginnings, in order for the Kundalini to move forward, it moves west, east, left, right, it oscillates. This is how we move forward, completion, new beginnings, the first and second dimension. The colors of the sunset and sunrise are blue, pink and gold or yellow. These colors we call the threefold flame. Seen in terms of the fleur-de-lis on royal fabric. For in order to move forward, we need to be self-empowered, the king-queen archetype. You see the fleur-de-lis on the king's crown, the fabric. It's, the clues are everywhere, the gates in Hyde Park. <laughs> and these are keys to the creational process. So the colors, how they work, is willpower is blue. It's the first ray. Pink is loving compassion. And yellow, gold, is wisdom. When you are in your suffering, and I truly implore you to hear these words now, when you are in your suffering, Use your willpower, the blue ray, to breathe into compassion. Feel the feeling of compassion in your hearts. For this frequency is far higher than suffering. And that frequency enables you to find the wisdom to accept your experience, potentially to find forgiveness for yourself, but to know what you learn from this experience so that you can move forward. And that is the serpent, the Kundalini moving forward. It takes willpower. You know, I work a lot with disempowerment and I can do everything for, for the client, but I cannot give them willpower. The first ray. <laughs> yeah, El Moya, right? Thank you so much for that. I felt... In the beginning, tears as we connected with the earth. There's no separation of our heart and earth. And I could feel that. And the rest just brought incredible peace. And I do feel an alignment. So it brings up a question. Our heart has all of the information, all of our past lives. The earth has our past lives. I had a revelation one time that our bones from past lives are still on this planet. And that, I don't know why I share that right now, but I wanted to see your take on that. What are we supposed to do with that information? Is that why we are called to some places or we resist some places? Um, what do we do with that information? How do we navigate ourselves on the planet? Yeah, especially some people have got many lives here. So the one I would say that you'd like to connect to is the one that comes to the higher dimensional timelines would be um, the time matrix, which is essential right for your, you to move through time and space. So that would be the Egyptian timeline. And then the, the five I work with are the Egyptian timeline, the Mayan and Aztec cultures, Lemuria and Atlantis. But Egypt, you, you were clever enough to embalm your body. <laughs> so not only do you hold the frequencies from Egypt, you know, that body, but you embalm the frequencies, the higher dimensional frequencies of light. So that's the one you want to connect into, please. And the patterns of Egypt, if you look at the, um, the pyramid, if you, as above, so below, follow that law, then it becomes the octahedron of the heart. If you find the center of it and they drop into each other, it becomes the star of David, which is your vehicle of light to travel through time and space, which is why the Egyptian timeline or Egypt is the time space matrix. So yeah, connect into Egypt. Don't, don't worry about all the suffering. Let's we're moving forward in hope and joy. We're bringing in the new earth patterns. So, you know, we, we're looking for our wisdom. What we've learned from our pain, the karmic timelines, what we've learned from our pain and suffering is our wisdom. We're embodying wisdom now in order to create the new earth patterns. Yeah. A new life. Okay. All right. Beautiful. It's very interesting. I just want to share that there, when, when I was mentioning resistance, I've always resisted Egypt, going to Egypt. I do remember past lives, lives, plural in Egypt and I, I actually remember um, um, being killed by the Romans actually or being Roman and, and I can't articulate that too much 
But another thing that, um, so I need to really make space for Egypt. I need to go and figure out where that resistance is coming from. Yes. And yeah, because Egypt did fall, right? So, yeah. So potentially that's what you're resisting is the fallen consciousness that you experienced there. Oh, yes. And you mentioned Lemuria as well. And I feel, and I know many who are watching and listening also have a connection I still feel a deep responsibility for the fall of Lemuria. I feel that I had a role of some sort, and that's interesting. Do you want to share on that? What are we supposed to do? Um, I can only share my own experience. I wouldn't say I have you know, a lot of knowledge about all of this, only the experiences I've had through um, unlocking consciousness. So the, uh, Lemuria for me comes very, the, the patterns I work with there are actually mostly to do with peace, interestingly. The fall that I work with mostly is Atlantis. So, so what, I, when, what happens with people, a lot, quite, a, quite a few clients actually, they've, the fall of Atlantis and the role they played there has played a lot in the patterns of creation to to learn from that and they have such a fear during this time of it happening again that it's one of the ones that i have to go to the beginning of to remove so that they don't have that fears because it's a block right when you have fear it's a block and we yeah so to bring back the theme of the planet that we're studying is courage so to bring your courage back to move to love you have to let go you have to let go of the fear so um, I need to go back to the beginning of time where that fear was created. And during this time, it's you know, got a lot to do with what we did wrong, where we messed up and owning it so that we don't do it again. And that's experience, right? Experience is the teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. I know I was Lemurian in Atlantis. So we just embrace the wisdom from all of this and let the rest go. We're shutting down the karmic timelines. So, and, the, and we have a belief system on that timeline that our soul grows through pain and suffering. But, you know, the wisdom from the pain and suffering is how we move forward, mm. right? We need, what did I learn? If you, in every painful situation, just ask yourself, what am I learning here? Why have I chosen this? You know, it's going to propel that movement forward. Instead of being stuck in the suffering, you're going to move forward a lot quicker. Because what am I learning from this? And, you know, why did I choose this to learn from it? Okay, so I don't do it again. Because now you have the wisdom to choose love. Yeah. Loving yourself enough not to let yourself suffer. Ah. Interesting. As I contemplate what you say, I hear that we love ourselves even in the face of society going going against societal norms because I know what's right in my heart and I keep hearing the word love prevails love prevails so love prevails we're here for love we're here to evolve love and as we evolve love there's certain societal patterns that have to be transcended Unless we're still learning from them. <laughs> yeah. Oh my so, so some of us are doing karmas now for, you know, what one would call futuristic lifetimes of creation. Explain more about timelines and how we can anchor the new earth timelines. Well, you need to come into alignment. So the principle of that would be the, the cross and the circle, our earth symbol, balancing the lower four bodies. And this is a practice. You know, it takes an enormous amount of discipline to become that disciple of the heart. Once you've ba balanced those last, those lower four bodies, you've got control over the beast, however you want to say it, right? Each of us has a different, some of us have an overactive mental body and we feed ourselves the wrong information. And then there's, you know, really hurricanes on the earth because at a collective level, that's the winds. It's mm -hmm. the air. Some of us have emotional traumas that we're sort of escaping, maybe running away from, and we need to get control over the emotional bodies, watch what you're giving the emotional body and, you know, or suppressing or whatever, in which case you'd have typhoons at a collective level. 
And the physical body, it needs to be exercised. It needs to be eat from the blueprint. If it doesn't look like food, it's not food. <laughs> so in order to align and to come into vertical alignment, the four bodies, your spirit body as well, the fire, you know, it, it follows the laws of nature. If you have too much water on the earth plane, you've been crying too much. You need to bring out the sun. You need to breathe in the love of the father of creation, the light of your soul. You need to receive, you need to receive. So receive the light to so call in the fire elementals, do what your spirit needs to get the fire, the light into you and give your find the discipline to do it instead of, you know, laying in victim consciousness, woe is me in a puddle on the floor. Take a look. Okay. What's going on in, in, you know, earth, water, air, fire, what's going on in my bodies? What's going on? What, what am I neglecting in myself? I need to mother myself. So I need to protect myself, father myself. That's the mother and father of inside your consciousness that is looking after the child of God that you are. Then you start coming into vertical alignment. And that's where the timelines, you become multidimensional, literally, because those timelines then start lining up and you start meeting yourself. And those, we call them characteristics. In my experience, they're actual characters. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fascinating it's it's balancing then and i love what you said about this is how we come into our multi-dimensional reality can you expand a little bit more on multi-dimensional reality well if all consciousness is now um you know the dimensions how they work and how we think they work i actually teach this on the course because it's very simple if you break the nine the nine that i work with are down you know um, which is the ninth is co-creation, because that's where we're going now, is we're becoming co-creators, right? Um, but in terms of the timelines, it's aspects of yourself that are in different places or different spaces that you are now remembering. And in those places, of course, you have all your friends. In South Africa, we call it your chummies, you know? <laughs> you have all your mates. And, um, and of course, as we becoming tribe is coming together, those friends, you know, people are meeting more and more tribe now. It's because as the dimensions are landing, the light of your soul is landing in your body and you're embodying all of that you are. Those timelines of memories of creating together or being on the earth plane together are landing and you are remembering. Does that make sense? <laughs> It does. It does. It's, it brings to mind um, people. Okay, so it does explain recently, um, maybe a month or two ago, I had an experience where it seemed so surreal. I was looking around and I could see past lives that I've had with a lot of people, like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what are we to do with this? I mean, how are we to... Gosh, what do we do with it? Just love and um, share and communicate and collaborate. What do you trust think? yourself? I think trust. trust yourself because some people, you know, maybe weren't so good for you. Hey? <laughs> when you get that feeling of like back off, maybe just back off. And when you get that feeling of, oh, wow, I'm so happy to see you. Can we do something together? You know, can we create something together? Then go with it. There's a big trust factor coming in here. Oh, yes trust and this that kind of touches on what i was saying earlier about trust yourself and your wisdom within whether it's out in society or the collective the collective may say no that's not right but if you know it feels right within you that's really what i'm trying to get at is that's what we have to follow so that would come back to the light um, of the Holy Spirit. So the fire elementals that embody the nature of being here, the more in alignment you are with the light of our creator's heart and the divine blueprint, the nature spirits, the easier it is for you to trust because the frequencies are home. Okay. All right. Well, I'm feeling into it and I trust my head on the other hand doesn't want to trust and it wants to step on it and beat this up and tear it to shreds but when I'm in my heart um, I know it's right so aligning in the heart and with the source and what we did today truly put us there and it, it felt like home it feels like home 
Mm. That's where I am, right? Okay, so there's really nothing to do except do this alignment, this balance. Can I know you've got your course, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your course. And is there um, a way that we could balance? Do you want to share one more time balancing and, and um, centering in the heart and working with these elements? Give yourself what you need. So you look at the four bodies physically. Am I eating from the blueprint, the earth? If it doesn't look like food, it's not food. And I really love crisps, but they're not a potato, okay? <laughs> you know, have the discipline to align your physical body, give it exercise and give it sleep. Give yourself what you need emotionally. Look after yourself. When you come into your heart every 10 minutes, if you can, I mean, my guides used to drive me nuts with this quite a few years back every 10 minutes they'd ask me Maria how are you doing how are you feeling ask your heart hello my heart how are you see if you can find a word for the feeling in your heart this brings you into presence it brings you into not how I wish I felt or remembering how so-and-so did me in yesterday and I'm so angry no you're just repeating cycles and patterns there come into the heart hello my heart how are you be honest with yourself Give a word to the feeling because that is the truth. Find the truth. And then the mental body. Have some discipline with the mental body. Watch what you're feeding the mental body. Don't just let your thoughts drift. Don't just follow media that's not good for you. Don't just talk about things that bring you down. Like Show some discipline and, and respect for your mental body. This is... There's so much on the earth plane at the moment. There's so much interference. There's so many, you know, there's so much disrespect really for who we are and ourselves. So only you can really adjust the, the fine tuning of what's going through the mind. That's up to you. And then the spirit body, these are the fire elementals. It's that story I said earlier. If there's too much rain, you need the sun to dry up the rain. Give your spirit what it needs. Nature's the best tonic ever, isn't it? If you walk in the forest, it's just, it heals you because the patterns that are in the forest push any distorted patterns in the body out. You align with the nature spirits there. So do what you need to do to give your spirit the rest and the rejuvenation that it needs. And you know what that is. If, it, it's, if it's reading sacred scripture or, you know, just laying in, in, in water, where you're feeling into your heart and finding a deep connection because water is a conductor or walking, you know, on the beach, just give yourself what you need, what you, what is for you, the house, I would say the house of God or the house of spirit, the holy temple within your heart, find that place where you're able to connect into that holy space within your heart that you can become silent and really allow the light to filter in there. I can sense that everyone watching and listening is doing this. And as we, um, as we move away from this call and this show, I think everyone could take the time to go do this and to check in with ourselves in that way. Thank you for sharing. Okay. Really very, very empowering, empowering. Thank you. So let's take a moment and talk about your course and the different elements in the course because this is an opportunity for people to go deep with you and for embodiment and balance in this way and connection in a whole new way and bringing in patterns of new earth. We are here to build new earth with this alignment. So tell us about the course. Again, it's limited to 12 people so that each of those people get what they need from this course, but what goes on? Well, um, <laughs> basically what I'm going to do is let you go on the journey into your own consciousness to find what needs attention for yourself. And of course, for each person, that's different. So you're going to go inward and with the, with the codes, um, I'm going to hold space for you to do that by unlocking. I'm a medium. The spirits work through me. So your master teachers and guides and all 
you know, all the guidance that needs to come through to you goes, passes through me and, um, and you will get exactly what you need. And then you take a look at it. We're bringing the unconscious into consciousness. And often people don't understand, but what does this mean? And then I'll do the analysis of it because it's actually quite simple. So that's what I'm teaching as well is how it works, how consciousness works, you know, the archetypes, what they mean, um, what the stories mean if you're looking at a story. And, you know, sometimes I'll be digging in someone's consciousness and I'll get told the story of, you know, my most fascinating one was Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. And I didn't know what it was. And then Spirit explained to me that that is as a key story, because every story is important. I mean, the little girl under the rainbows, you know, one of the key stories on the pot of gold, the rainbow being your chakras and so on. But Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall was the egg, a new seed of creation, birthing new consciousness can sometimes not happen. So on a practical level, it's when, say now you're falling in love with someone and the relationship doesn't work. And then you're so disappointed because, you know, the egg, that new beginning, maybe you were getting back together again. It, it broke. And didn't happen. And of course, you can't fix an egg. Once that new beginning is gone, it's gone. But then what Spirit was saying to me, but he sat on the wall of the, of the castle. And the castle structure is still there. <laughs> it's not going anywhere. So whatever your castle embodies, it's, it's there. So, you know, I didn't know that. So that's what I do for people. And if I don't understand what they are, then I download it. So I, um, I, my higher guidance is the star nation. So then I speak the languages. So then I will uh, ask for higher guidance and then they'll tell me and I just, um, then I, you know, share, share what, what, it, uh, what it is. But it's, it's beautiful and it's, I like it because I like it way more because um, I love to hear people's stories and what they're dealing with and then watching them evolve. It's important to take integration time afterwards. I can say that. Um, it is a deep process that one goes into. You know, it's not something that you would squeeze into your day. It's something that you would apply yourself to because you're going into the unconscious and you're unveiling to yourself that which needs attention, needs to be cleared, needs to be understood so that the suffering of it can be left behind and you're open to the new, the new beginning. There's modules or parts to your course where you explain different things and I just want to share that you do go over what is consciousness and the nature of multi-dimensional reality and then the key stories as clues to understanding consciousness and timelines and archetype characters or characteristics do you want to say anything more about timelines Timelines are so important if you've got the same pattern running and you're clearing it from this timeline, but it's playing out in other timelines, especially as like that one I said about, you know, if you've betrayed, if you've betrayed yourself, you're the king and queen. If you've betrayed yourself and you're suffering in victim consciousness now, not realizing you're the victim and the persecutor, actually, because you're always all the characters in the story and they're mirrored around you in your daily life as the mirror to the soul seeing itself. That's why we're here, right? We can't see ourselves except in the mirror. So um, if you've got a pattern playing out where you're, for example, a victim and you're in 12, 14 stuck in the dungeon, I need, you need to clear it out from all of that. It needs to come into, into consciousness as I've been playing this pattern out for quite a few, you know, quite a few lifetimes and you need to let it go. And um, I think that's where the timelines are so important is to understand that all consciousness is now. And it's, you, you know, literally I will see someone who's been stuck in the dungeon or the self-saboteur who's hanging herself, and she will not die. In her consciousness, she's still hanging on that rope, or he's still stuck in the dungeon, you know, and he will not die. He will not even look like a human anymore because they do not want to let go of that suffering. So it's important to realize, like, it's time to let go. It's time to find what did I learn from this experience and let it go through all consciousness. Let it go through all four bodies. Release it. I have the wisdom now. I understand what I learned. I'm ready to move forward and choose differently. I'm going to choose love to love myself, you know, not to suffer anymore. <laughs> yes. Okay. That is fascinating. It all comes down to the choice for love and self-love is a big part of that. Yes. And another part of this course is talking about the dimensions. So that's going to be thrilling and fascinating for people on uh, all of the dimensions. Do you want to say anything about 
um, the dimensions? I, the first four I always, you know, teach because the first and second one are the others follow. That's first and second. So what we did today, completion, new beginnings, what we did today in order to move forward, the serpent oscillates left and right, west, east, right? So those, the first four are very important. So the third dimension is where we live. It's the dimension of magnification. So everything slows down and we get to really look at our suffering and what we've learned <laughs> in intricate detail. And then I stop. I take a whole section of time for the fourth, which is flow, because I feel that for me personally, what I've experienced, that this is the most important one at the moment that people are skipping over. You cannot think yourself into love. You have to feel it. And flow is water. It's the river that connects the wisdom of the mountains to the ocean of oneness across the landscapes, the different landscapes of Mother Earth, the body. So flow is key, and that's the fourth dimension. And so I take time here. We do a lot of work here so that you can feel, because feeling is connecting. It's the spirals, the spirals that are ever expanding. It's the moving from 12 to 13. It's, you know, it's, it embodies so much. So um, taking time. And then I explain from the fifth to the ninth, because it's very simple. I just explain how it works and then you can apply it in your own life. You know, then I'll give you a, a chance to just apply it to your life. But yeah, I spent time where I feel is the most important, what I'm seeing through my own experience of my, you know, my work. And, um, and the one that's missing for most people, the one that we're afraid of, which is our feeling body. We don't like the feeling of suffering. We need to look at it, to accept, to find compassion, and then to find the wisdom to forgive ourselves so that we can move forward. I'm just taking in all that you said and applying it to my own consciousness, and it feels really good. And I've got lots of rain here right now. You can probably hear that. All right. So anything else that you'd like to share about your course and a message for those who are thinking about joining us? Um, I think it's a calling really, isn't it? It's uh, If you feel, you know, that you resonate with the work and you're called to it, then follow your heart. And, um, and I hope I can help you to to deepen your connection and to know how to self-empower yourself that you can, you know, that you can find in your own heart what you need to give yourself to find the courage and the strength to move forward on your journey, to make wise choices and to, to come into acceptance and trust. You know, if you think of the kingdoms of heaven, to land these kingdoms of heaven, what are they? Well, for each person, I suppose there's their own order. Some of us want justice. Some of us want integrity and truth, harmony, loyalty, peace, whatever you're calling in so that that kingdom can land. So, um, and I will do my very best to help you. <laughs> A wonderful guide that you are for those who are ready and they know who they are we all know within our hearts and we've said this before if we if all we do is put people in their hearts or assist them coming into the heart aligning with the heart then we've done our job so it's seems like a simple task but it's not always easy and you're a great facilitator to help people do this so thank you and a beautiful singing in the codes there we really could feel the energy and the beings through the singing and the sounds. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lauren. Really appreciate it. Your course is here on this webpage. Check out the special offer button and join Maria in this magical journey. And it's a journey to your heart and to this connection. And together we are building new earth and bringing new earth patterns here. Okay. Thank you, Maria. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to this quantum conversation. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, 
and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.